With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An Insecure podcast on post-show recap? Don't worry, we got y'all. Insecure Season 5, Episode 5, Surviving, okay, is over. But we are just getting started here on post-show recaps. Um, It's me, Chappelle, again. I got the keys. I don't know why, but I have them, and I will be steering us through this recap of one of the more serious episodes of Insecure that we've seen over the course of five seasons. But with me, as usual, my co-host on this journey, Mrs. Mari Forth. Mari, how are you? Hi, Chappelle. I'm here. We are back for another episode. Um, More Nathan, so I think I'm just going to have to get over it at this point. Mm. Uh, It's fine. (laughs) We're fine, and we're good, and we're here. (laughs) Yeah, what did you think about the episode? Um, It was was a pretty, like, okay episode. Again, I don't know. I think at this point, maybe for me, the the Lawrence episode still, like, sticks with me, and I'm I'm starting to realize maybe it's because I am a parent, but, like, it feels like they, they really got me so emotionally invested in that episode and then like kind of you know emotionally dragged us through it for that whole episode now everything after it has kind of seemed a tad bit trivial so that's it right i liked it i still liked it yeah i get that i get that and mari speaking of co-host listen (laughs) i am honored to have my tag team partner okay there is um yeah in the podcast game this is my my i am her co-host okay on the never have i ever podcast on silent podcast so I'm so happy to have her come on and talk to us about all things insecure. It's the queen of petty. This is Tasha Joko. <laughs> Tasha, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited for some me time. And I, I mean me time, like <laughs> Sasha time. It's my time. I'm here. As soon as Chevelle told me about this podcast, I was like, so when are you going to have me on? Because I can't wait. Because I've been yep. watching this show since season one. So I'm here. So I'm glad that I didn't have to, you know, push too much. And I was just asked <laughs> to show up. Exactly. And for y'all who are not, I don't know why you wouldn't be familiar with Sasha Joseph, right. but if you aren't, Sasha was the host <laughs> of the Love and Hip Hop Rap Up podcast. So if you are a fan of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, you are a friend of Sasha's, please go check out that coverage on uh, Post Show no, Recap. Uh, and just, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Rob has, oh, yeah, so Rob has a podcast production. I'm yes. sorry. Uh, but uh-huh. check that out. Uh, Sasha has amazing guests like Mari and myself on. So yep. if you can't get enough of us, go listen to Sasha talk about that. But yeah. Sasha, now let's talk insecure. How did you get into the show? What's your background? Tell us everything. Who your favorite? We want to yeah, know it all. I've been watching since season one. Uh, 
I think Insecure was one of the first shows of in that year where I was like, wow, people of color on my screen. Who would have thought? And uh, <laughs> and especially, I think, in the moments of um, really trying to figure out lighting. I was really, that was my in actually into the show where I was reading an article about how they'd worked really hard to make people of color not get lost in the shadows or get washed out or look mm. weird, you know, whatever. I remember reading that interview from Issa Rae and I was like, well, I got to check out the show. And uh, it's just something I was passionate about. So I got into it. And then now I think I'm here because it's just one, a good show, obviously. And then I think two, it, mm -hmm. I'm not black, but it speaks to a lot of like my experiences in this world as a person of color, as a woman of color, you know, moving around the world uh, in America and really and in California, really seeing how the world interacts with us. So that's why I think I've yes. stayed and my friends and I are really into it. So sometimes when we're kind of struggling with something, we'll, you know, reach, we'll say, well, Issa and Molly, you know, this is what I'm really, you know, we'll use them as our vehicle. Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> exactly. exactly. We'll use them as like our vehicle to kind of like talk through our issues. So we, you know, we use oh. that sometimes if we need to, uh, to get through it. Uh, but Mari, I'm just like you. I'm not on the Nathan train. I don't know why they're trying to make Nathan happen. They got to <laughs> stop. They got to stop this. It, you know, it could be that I didn't ask name Nathan. <laughs> And then, you know, I just can't. Yeah. Fine with naming my biases, but it's the truth. Uh it's it's a there weird like they don't go together for me. Uh, and um I unfortunately am still Issa and Lauren. <laughs> so I hate yay. me for that too, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god, but yeah. That is so funny. And I'm okay, still well, team Issa by herself. Yeah, when you said that, Mario, I was like, actually, I think that's what's going to happen. So I need to prep myself for yeah. that. <laughs> we shall see. But you heard it here first. Uh, people named Nathan are uh, are problems. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sasha is the proof. She said it. He <laughs> did cheat on me. <laughs> so no, your name kidding. is Nathan. Let uh, me stop. Oh, no. So DM her. Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Your name is Nathan. Please <laughs> stay far away from Sasha. <laughs> we rebuke you. Um, yes. So... Of course, we do have to get into the episode, and so that, um, you know, we got plenty of time to do that. But first, we have to take a break for a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back to jump into everything else from this episode. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. All right. So 
There's a lot to compact in this episode, but we have to talk about where it starts. It's uh, Molly and a man identified by the subtitles as Cliff. Cliff, yeah. Um, and I guess <laughs> they're in somewhat of a spelling bee, if you will. Um, but he is spelling her name. Um, but while this is all happening, her phone is blowing up. Molly's phone is blowing up while she is hanging out with her friend Cliff, teaching how to spell Molly. And you can already tell this is bad news. She's missed uh, calls from her brother and her mother. So it look. I'm sorry, her brother and, and her, her father. father so mm-hmm. it looks like there might be trouble in paradise uh mari did you have any first like gut reactions to this moment uh well my gut reaction is wow this is kind of awkward to be watching in my mother-in-law's house um (laughs) (laughs) you know just opening sequence you know molly getting hers i I can't you know i can't falter for it um but yeah you know nobody wants that phone call you know what i'm saying nobody Mm. wants to look over and see that they've had missed messages and then find out that a loved one is you know in the hospital so um yeah it was it was uh i think they did a good job of showing how one minute you can be enjoying yourself and then just the next minute your world just comes to a complete stop so yeah it's one of those things where you can't ever plan for a disaster to happen. It just happens. And right. there's no time or place or rhyme or reason. A lot of times you're just in the moment and you just have to go to that person's side. And we do see uh, Molly end up going directly to the hospital where she sees, you know, a lot of uh, her family already in there. And so, uh, Sasha, I have to ask, you know, this episode is is very serious in, in the case that um, we find out that Molly's uh, mother is sick. And so what did you uh, think about this episode of Insecure as compared to like other episodes? Because I don't think we've ha- touched on a subject matter this serious in a very yeah, long time. Yeah, I think so. I was reading up on um, the wind down and just uh, the cast uh, and writers like Twitters. And basically they were saying episode five is usually when things change uh, every season. So it seems like this uh, is oh, the sense. time where uh, uh, they said that it propels them actually to the end. So they needed that like break that time. So I couldn't believe it. I heard y'all talk about it last week. So thankfully, thank you to the two of you in Asia for prepping me for this. But I, it was so hard. <laughs> uh, my mom was also at home. My parents are here for Thanksgiving. And uh, I thought, you know, all the levels were low. They weren't. So, uh, you know, my mom was like, I'm watching. And I, I was like, it's for a podcast. She's like, about this. And I was like, no, th- it, like, move on, move on. Uh, so I know, <laughs> I know her and I had a moment of... Uh, she did lose her mom. So, you know, I think it was hard for her to watch. And uh, then for me, um, I'm an only uh-huh. child and it's been my mom and I for so long that I, anything with moms is like, oh God, here we go. Yes. Like, why do we have to do this? Very mm-hmm. triggering episode. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so yeah. unfortunate. Holding everyone close that like yeah, is missing this- a parent out there and maybe have to see this. Exactly. Right, right. It's got to be hard to relive. And, you know, this is a thing that's so relatable to many. It's just getting a phone call and just knowing that you have to stop what you're doing and go to the hospital. You don't know what's going on. You just got kind of worried for your loved one's safety. We see here that her, you know, her family's handling it differently. Like there are people like shaking and pacing and reliving their last conversations. We hear our brother Jerome talking about how he told her mom he couldn't cook. She couldn't cook, you know, like uh, uh-huh. her dressing wasn't her the best. Dressing. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, oh, it wasn't, but man. why did I have to say that? You know, you, you never know what your last conversation is going to be like. And um, yeah, this is a fear of mine because 
I find myself yeah. talking pretty crazy to my mama yeah. sometimes. And <laughs> it's out of okay. it's out of love, you know, like jokingly, because mm-hmm. you know, the like, same way I would talk crazy to y'all. But like at the same time, you don't want that to be the last thing you said to somebody. And so that that really did touch me in just those moments of thinking, like, dang, could I have said something else instead of talking trash about her dressing? I could have, you know, hyped up her macaroni and cheese or something, you know, or told her I loved her. So yeah. This was tough. This was tough. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So the doctor ends up rushing in to tell them that, hey, your mom doesn't have much time left. You should be preparing your goodbyes. And the biggest plot twist so far is that this is not their mama. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> was, this was the funniest part of the episode. Mari, what is your initial reaction when you see this? Well, I mean, of course I laughed, but as somebody who has worked in numerous amounts of hospitals, I was like, no way. No way. <laughs> No way in hell would this happen because, like, first and foremost, you're just saying, like, are you just assuming because they were the only black family in the waiting room (laughs) that they were the ones you were looking for? Like, I don't understand how he got that wrong, you know? And and then they come in and (laughs) there she he was like, yeah, it's hard to accept, you know, strokes really do make the person age. They're like, but literally, that's not our mom. Like. I just the doctor's um, like, no, you're in denial. They're like, no, you're in denial. <laughs> yeah. My favorite was the exactly. dad's line. Do you think this woman is my contemporary? Like, um, <laughs> like what a great line. Because, you know, I would be like, are you an idiot? Are you stupid? You know, you're a racist. Like, that's how I speak. But, you know, what an eloquent man. What a great drag. Like, do you think this woman is my contemporary? Like, that's exactly what this man said. But I feel like this does happen, especially... Um, I feel for black women, right? Like it's uh, mortality Mm -hmm. rates are lower because the standard of care for any hospital is white is like the standard. So anything else is like, quote unquote, not normal or like, oh, we don't know Mm -hmm. how, you know, uh, and I know in Grey's Anatomy, they talk about this a lot, but in uh, not to talk about that curse show, but uh, (laughs) but (laughs) when it's like, oh, this thing doesn't happen. A heart attack is usually followed by blank, blank and blank. And it's like for white people. Uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. That was such a, this is not a Grey's Anatomy podcast, but that was such a great episode when Bailey has the heart attack and she's trying to convince them she's about to have a heart attack. And they're saying, well, you're not presenting with the symptoms. And she's like, well, symptoms present differently in black women it's it's one of those episodes that i literally went straight and told my mom like how to identify a a heart attack but yeah sasha you're bang on there like um you know hospital care there is a systemic racism when in hospital care um from pain management to not taking you seriously for your diagnosis and stuff like that so um it's a very real thing and i mean this this was funny but it, it was funny to break the tension, but this is not cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? A fake out, yeah. like giving people uh, a heart attack, thinking that their their mother is about to die. And it was meant to give us audience of a fake out as well. But, you know, I kind of said it last, last week on the podcast, like we kind of knew her mom wasn't going to pass away because there's a scene in the, the previews for this uh, season that we mm. still haven't seen. And her mom was talking so um all the Mm -hmm. tension kind of went out for me for that um which is another reason why i didn't really connect or or like this this episode that much but i did like the brother coming in with the what kind of hospital are y'all running here (laughs) and then as soon as i saw it was a kaiser permanente i was like that kind Mm -hmm. of hospital yeah of course Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. yeah 
And even you get the moment where the, the real family walks in and they're like, oh, well, I'm sorry for your upcoming loss. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> bad to laugh at. Yeah. But, no, because yes. what can you do but just, yeah. not laugh in these situations? Because you're like, this... The worst part was a doctor, like, white-splaining it all, you know, you're just like, shut up. Like, you're wrong. Just admit it, you know? He's like, it was kind of busy yeah, last night. Like, what? It's so- and where's your bedside manner? Yeah. Like, have you learned anything? No, oh, my God. Between this and then the other doctor calling some babies ugly. Like, what? What? Like, what is <laughs> These hospitals in California are different, okay? (laughs) Different, Um, different. Yeah, but they end up going to the correct room eventually and going to see Carol. And although her vitals are stable, she looks to be like still unconscious. Unconscious. Maybe she's under anesthesia Mm -hmm. or she just hasn't come out since the uh, the stroke. But we see like Molly does the Molly thing, right? She's trying her best to help. Um, She offers him her dad a chair and she's like trying to make everybody comfortable Cause I think she feels like her family like looks to her to be the person who can handle these things, right? When, yeah. when mom and dad need to plan their estate, you know, Molly's the one pushing the issue. And so she's just trying to help. She even gets added on as a primary contact just in case her dad can't handle it. Um, so she's just stepping up to be the strong one. So everybody else doesn't have to. Are either of y'all exactly. the person who would do this in your family? Like I, I know, Mar, you're pretty dependable. Is this something that you would end up doing? Uh, yes, I would. Kamala, but my mom is my mom. If you think I'm, you know, meticulous, my mother is who I get that from, and she's like ten times more meticulous than I am. So she already has all of that like set away. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She she has the estate planning, she has the wills, all of that, and she just like there's a safe. Go to the safe if something happens. So, um. But I do know for me being the oldest, uh, being the, the oldest, I would have to take on this, this burden, um, essentially of trying to make sure that, you know, everybody else isn't falling apart. And, you know, it's, it's something I love that they talked about on the wind down that a lot of black women seem to get kind of pigeonholed into, um, doing, uh, it happens, especially like culturally. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. women are seen to be, seem to be the ones who will have to take over the family care and family planning. Uh, you don't put too too much on on mostly men in the family sometimes. So it's unf- it's really unfortunate. Be- it's unfortunate for the people who cannot handle it. You know what I'm saying? But then it's also unfortunate that we expect so so much of Black women to do it. You know, so that's why I agree with Molly and her trying to get her parents to plan ahead so that. If something does happen to them, it, it it won't be such a burden on her and her brothers. And that and that's the one thing I've definitely learned um, dealing with my mom and stuff. She wants to make sure no matter what happens, like, we'll be good. So I think more people need to think about that. Yeah. Right. And Sasha, you're an only <laughs> yeah, child. I have no so choice. Like, is it something that, yeah. yeah, you have no it's choice. It's really scary. Yeah. Um, when my grandma passed away, it was a conversation my mom and I had to have where um, at the funeral, you know, my, my mom has, well, one passed away, but six brothers and sisters and all, including her. And it was really hard for her. Um, and it was just, it's, 
weird because I literally had to pull my mom, you know, out of the car um, to be like, yeah, like, it's time. We have to get out. So it's definitely that. And um, I, like, don't cry or I don't show emotions in the same way in my family. So a lot of them depend on me for those reasons. So it's it's hard, you know, to be that person. But, yeah, I think I end up being that. Um, unfortunately, yeah. uh, in a lot of spaces. But at the end of the day, it's something my mom and I had to talk about because my aunt um, didn't have the best setup uh, for her end mm-hmm. of life. Um, and it did cause a lot of issues. Uh, and yeah, just mm. a lot of issues. And it's not worth it because she also... It was weird. It was like watching my family because she also didn't tell her daughters about um, some of the stuff that was happening with her. Uh, And we actually just today I had to help my mom with the genetics thing and we were like trying to piece it all together. So it's a thing that you think maybe you're helping everyone. Um, But, you know, for years and years now uh, after, you know, we're still trying to piece some stuff together. Yeah. yeah, and that's and you know my heart really does go out to people who experience something like this where they've had to step into this role. And it's important to remember too that like like Mari said, people get pigeonholed into these roles all the time. But everybody is not made to do this role, right? Just because exactly. it's a black woman in a room or you know whatever, it doesn't mean that that person. Because imagine if this was Issa. I do not trust mm-hmm. Issa to be the one to step up. Like, where's mm-hmm. Issa's brother? You know, like, but Molly is the one who is the capable one. It seems like that's kind of her role. Issa even says it later that Mar- Molly does what Molly does here. Um, and so, you know, she's doing what she needs to do to help her family. We end up transitioning to a different scene. And I like, I love this transition. So we got the camera highlighting like the cosmetic items in the room, the clippers, the colognes, the brushes. Mm-hmm. Very much looks like my room. <laughs> um, <laughs> sneak- sneakers. You know, I love my sneakers. And um, a book by Antonio M. Johnson, You Next, Reflections in Black Barbershop. So instantly I mm-hmm. know that this is Nathan's bedroom just because there's a lot of barber gear in there. Um, but before we see Nathan enter in his Calvin Klein's, we see Issa waking <laughs> up in his bed. Um, it sounds like the two of them have worked out this dating situation because he's bringing her coffee to her bedside, which uh, Issa admittedly has come to expect at this point in their relationship. So it seems like, Mari, that they've come far from their, like, you know, I just don't want to be friends moment. Uh, did you think we were going to get here this quickly? Because it looks like uh, they're making some decent moves toward actually solidifying this relationship. Yeah, I thought this was a good, um, this 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 made sense coming from the last episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, it mm-hmm. made uh, total sense. Like, they there was no weird, awkward vibe, really. They're like, yeah, we're just taking it slow. You could tell Issa had, like, that serene look on her face, kind of like, you know, um, just peaceful. So mm-hmm. I was, I was like, okay, so they're, they're really doing this. They're going to take it slow. You know, hopefully that should work. And then they made the joke about like, instead of like having sex on a Ferris wheel on the second date, they were they're, like yeah. taking it slow. So. I thought this was great, and and this is the way I expected them to be after last week. Yeah, it's not hard to take it slow once you've already busted down on the Ferris wheel when you first met somebody. Correct. I mean, if you really think about it, they were like skinny dipping in somebody's backyard like the day, the next day after they met. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately, uh, uh, Sasha, I know you're not team Nathan. So, did this uh, scene annoy you, or were you good with this? He's a Mister right now, and I think in the moment. It does work, right? Like, I think maybe this is what she Mm -hmm. needs. I know, again, y'all talked about this last week, but 
she does seem like someone that needs an a partner um and whatever it could be molly even i don't know that it needs to be romantic in that way but i think she needs mm-hmm. someone so nathan currently is like serving as a good grounding moment for her so you know i mm-hmm. i think it works and i i like his voice because when he was dropping her off he was pretty like st- uh, firm in how he said you know no, I got you if you want me to be here, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate that he's, I think his friends maybe scared him straight or whatever, where I think he was like, I need to, you know, just like be the man, which is toxic and gross. But like, I think it's working in this moment. I want to say that. Yeah. Well, he, he, he says, um, just let me know whatever yeah. you need. Like it's, it's, he, it's like, um, as he's signaling to her, tell me what you want, you know, so I can, do it question mark or tell me what you want so i can at least know what i'm getting myself into i'm thinking (laughs) yeah i mean there's probably stuff to unpack there what stood out to me though is that it seems like they want to take it slow here but throughout the episode i have questions about the speed of this relationship because Mm, uh they start off taking it slow but by the end i'm like really are we really taking it slow Um, right so yeah they basically plan their day. You know, they both they both have like a lot of free time today. I think uh, Issa has like one like lunch date with Molly, but she might cancel. You know, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll cancel with Molly, give her a call and let her know like, we'll you know, catch up later. So she calls Molly with the, hey, what you doing? Reading a book with your reading ass? You know, <laughs> and it's just bad timing. You know, that's, who calls like, people like that? <laughs> I, I call people like that. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. I was like, that's relatable. And of course, <laughs> on the other end, we know that uh, things are not going great for Molly. And so we know what yeah. news is coming up next. Nathan ends up dropping off or dropping her off. And that's where we get the big moment where he says, you know, whatever you need, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I got you. Um, and so um, when Issa gets into the hospital waiting room, Molly's aunt is trying to get medical advice about her cough that has transitioned from like a <laughs> to a or whatever. Uh, and, yeah, that was her cough. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's not the same as it used to be. Who knows? But um, that's when Issa walks in the room to greet her. And, you know, she gets the update about, you know, from Molly that her mom is still unconscious and they're just waiting on, you know, some more news or waiting on her to wake up to see, you know, what happens here. And um, she ends up asking Molly, like, you know, well, what do you need? And I think that's a very powerful question in this moment because Molly is the person who is like, no, no, no. What I need is for everybody else to be OK. It's like, mm, but uh-huh. now that you're ignoring yourself, Molly, what do you need? And so I really yeah. like that. Sasha, do you feel like we've come a long way in this friendship? Because I don't know if this would have gone the same way, you know, three seasons ago. Right. Right. And that's where I want to also point out Issa's, um, I don't know, to me, it felt like two different people where with Nathan, right? They're Mm -hmm. doing this awkward, weird dance. I was like, you're too old to be doing this. Like, stop. (laughs) You know, if you're dating, (laughs) let's talk about casual dating. If you're an entanglement, let's call it that. Fine. Versus with Molly, she's decisive. She, you know, is almost, she's a shoulder to cry on versus with Nathan, she's this like awkward Mm -hmm. college girl still. So that's another reason why Mm -hmm. Nathan irritates me. Um, You know, maybe he brings it out of her. (laughs) I don't know. So I will say 
say I want to give Isa her props because I felt like she did all the right things with Molly. Like even uh, she said, do you want food, uh, clothes even, which that's what a friend does. She's uh-huh. like, you look a little wild for the hospital. Yeah. So how do we fix this? You know, but not in a weird way. Uh, like it felt genuine, like how you would tell a friend where it's not like this awkward yes. Because I, I don't know, if it was that Issa just from the morning, wouldn't she be like, uh, your your outfit? It wasn't like that. You know, it was a very yeah. simple yeah. Uh, question or, yeah, very simple question and ask of her. So, I don't know. I just want to say I feel like Issa's growing and Nathan maybe is regressing her. Just, you know, here I am. Mm, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. I, I do feel like... um. You're right. You do. That's a great point. Her, she is still awkward with Nathan, but I feel that there's a sense of mm-hmm. comfortableness there now that they've both accepted that they're at least yeah. trying. So I do think that there's, a, it does feel like a mm-hmm. small switch in their, um, change in their relationship her, between her and Nathan. But you're right. It's she's, she is very still like that giddy, I don't know, you know, type of girl i like i'm i'm around a guy that i really like flustered type thing um but yes like again watching molly and Issa just connect on a friendship level i it just it's just i love it i'm so glad this is where we're like ending you know yeah. i'm glad they did, they're not waiting to like the last episode to to have them mm-hmm. reconcile i love that they did it in the first episode then gave us the year jump so we can actually enjoy watching them be friends because again i think that's why so many of us still harp on lawrence and Issa because we saw them in that perfect date and it was only one episode mm-hmm. and we're like that's what we want to see yes. a lot more of and they they haven't gotten given it given it to us so getting to see all of the molly and Issa, um great chemistry is just so good and i i just i immediately loved how Issa was like you know we, we could trade right now you know i'll i'll wear that out here and and <laughs> yeah. what i'm wearing yeah. that is like such a thing like your best only your best yeah. would do that for you and i, I and love that's the watching look that. i think one of my best friends would give me because like i am the hoodie i mean i have a hoodie yeah. right now versus you know she's very dressed yeah. up so she'd look at me like god mm-hmm. this had to happen to me <laughs> yeah yeah and i and, and of course Issa has no issue wearing molly's freakum dress out of the uh the hospital mm-hmm. um it, yeah molly even asked Issa, uh i'm sorry Issa even asked molly uh you know uh did you have sex in that outfit <laughs> because i had sex in mine i'm like well Issa, you were wearing a hoodie and molly is dressed for whatever night she was having with uh cliff and so um yeah so she ends up walking out looking like a baddie Issa mm-hmm. f- fine as hell as usual <laughs> um and even a random person in the hospital was like you look like a model sorry and then <laughs> Then the nurse is like, sorry, she's high. But Issa yeah. didn't look, I, I was in shock because again, yeah. I have not wa- rewatched the old episodes, but old episodes in general. But, you know, I was like, yeah. does Issa dress like this on the show? Because I need her to. And who do I call to g- make this happen? Right. Because, yeah. wow. You know, and like, you can get it at Forever 21, that outfit. Like, I've seen it. It's not an expensive... Uh-huh. Molly's <laughs> outfit, I'm sure, is expensive, but I think you could get a cheap one. Uh, the, yeah, the knockoff, like, yeah. version of that. The uh, fashion, exactly. yeah. Fashion Nova mm-hmm. version. Oh, yeah, Fashion Nova for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I just, like, loved it, and I wish or, that Issa would dress like that more often. 
They'll have it today, yeah. at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they definitely I have it. So they have it. From my yeah. So they have it. Like, I've seen versions <laughs> of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to touch that. Okay, so <laughs> Issa comes out, outside, of course, to her ride, who is Nathan, you know. And, you know, um, basically, she explains to Nathan how Molly's doing, how, he's ha- how she's handling things. And it actually inspired both Nathan and Molly to call their own moms. And I, I saw, I think I saw Davey from Survivor even <laughs> tweeting out like, hey, this made me want to call my mama too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is just so relatable. You know, it's like you have a loved one and you, you, they're all of a sudden they can't speak. We don't know if they're going to be able to speak to you again. It's like, yeah, you never know what your last conversation is going to be with that person. So, um, yeah, I can see this inspiring a lot of people to reach out to the ones closest to them, even if it's not a mom. Um, and so Nathan ends up running her by Molly's crib to get some clothes. And, uh, you know, they're looking at her pictures. They say she looks just like her mama. At least they got the same ankles. <laughs> I always, I always have that question when people are like, you look just like your mama. Like, well, who else am I supposed to look like? Like my mom and my I mean, dad, that's it. You know, like, dang, but it's something about, I don't know. It's something about people who just, you see your parents and it's, it's that initial shock of just seeing like a more adult version of you that people just can't seem to handle. Um, Another thing that pops up in the apartment, though, is Flavor Flav. We see the dog that mm-hmm. has been missing for a while. Uh, Flavor Flav shows up and Nathan is like, hey, should we just take the dog out? Should we feed him? Does he get water? And in this moment, I can't lie, I'm Issa. I'm thinking, he's a dog. Um, He knows what to do. Horrible. He's a house dog. Clearly, Molly leaves him to go do other stuff. Like, I'm sure he can be okay for a few hours. Oh, um, my gosh. Listen, Mari, I don't have any kids and I am not a pet mom like uh, like there Asia. So I was just like, it's a dog. I would have left that dog sitting right there and be like, that's so my bad. Flavor I, I feel like I'm definitely <laughs> afraid of dogs. And even I knew oh, <laughs> that wow. there's no way. And dogs, <laughs> I think, you know, it's like a bread dog. I think you buy that dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a Frenchie. So, yeah. you know, they're very mm-hmm. uh, weak. I don't Expensive. know. Yeah. And like, yes, have yes. you seen that video of that guy <laughs> um, jumping into the water after his Frenchie like jumped in because they can't swim? Yeah, he's trying to save Didn't it. Didn't the rock and, do that? Yeah, yeah, but also like some. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, the cap. I saw the yeah, I think Tiger ran away. Yeah, I think he went to my he college. That pool. guy he had to save his doggy. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, I think he's a cap. Yeah, from my college, but I could be wrong. Um, but that's what I'm like. These dogs are literally this breed yeah. specifically is like a weak breed. So that's why I was even first. I also look at yeah, like shelters a lot. I I don't know why. I think dogs are very mm, cute. Oh. So I will. I like to yeah. look at them so I know breeds <laughs> really well. It's it's a very yes, bougie puppy, exactly. I guess we can say that. There yeah. it is. <laughs> and so and so yeah, y'all are right. Uh they definitely do the right thing in deciding, you know, we have to do something for the dog. And so we'll see them end up taking Flavor Flav out for a walk and amongst other things, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um as Molly's family is eating uh in a Panera bread, I'm sorry, a uh hospital cafeteria, um mm. Molly gets a text from her spelling bee partner, Cliff. Uh, who says she took him to the moon? Um, and with a bit emoji, yo, of a rocket. Like, <laughs> that's literally what happened. It is, it is what happened, and uh, you know, it happened. You know, she happened to get this text message while sitting across from her dad in the hospital waiting room. You know, hospital uh, cafeteria. So, hella awkward, but you know, that's this show. Um, and mm-hmm. um, her aunt Kiki. 
gets a call from Betty who wants to pray over the phone. Now, I know we all come from some religious backgrounds here. <laughs> yeah. Can y'all relate to someone wanting to pray for you over the phone? Sasha, I'll let you go first. 100%. I, I also work in um, <laughs> Jewish organizations like my whole life. So for the past like eight years. So yes, 100%. Like my grandma, when I call her, she'll, you know, be like, God bless you. God bless Karthik. God bless, you know, like the house, the, you know, the car, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, my grandma will go forever. Um and like we have <laughs> this blessing, yeah, things. literally. And we're like, I love you, and then you know, and then she'll like go, and then she'll name my mom, my stepdad. Like and this is my dad's mom, but she'll bless my stepdad. <laughs> like it's everyone. So yeah, hundred percent. Every time I call India, like that is it. That's what's happening. That's so funny. Yeah, and, and Mara, you're from the AME Church, right? Uh, the former uh Black Christian Nationalist <laughs> Church, and so oh, okay, uh, okay. we just don't we just don't call them because I don't we don't want to stay on the phone that long. So it's just it's Facebook. It's all over Facebook now. It's like yeah, post what's going on on Facebook, and then everybody sends their prayers through Facebook. So that's more of our speech. Do you think God has like decided mm, like oh I'll move with the times? You know, like let me if, if, <laughs> like send prayers. prayers so it's like, do does God yeah. now decide? Okay, I'm gonna go on social media and check where the prayers are sent and check, check the, the prayers. account of prayers yeah. so that you know I could like make sure <laughs> if this person's good or not. Like what? I know. Yeah. It's, oh it's my so gosh. funny. Um, I was on a prayer hotline <laughs> as well. Uh, I remember I, for like for like a month or two. I don't remember which family member started it, but we would get the like 6 a.m. prayer calls. It's just like, Why? oh my God. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so I would just turn on the phone and just put on speaker and just go back to sleep. Like, I was on the prayer oh, call, man. y'all. I promise. I promise I was there. Um, but yeah, this is, this was relatable content for me. Um, the conversation at this point shifts, uh, to the planet of Molly's parents' estate and we find out that they never actually finished the process. And, uh, this is a, this is exactly the illustration of what we were talking about. This is why estate planning and having a will and, you know, preparing for the end is necessary. Uh, Cause clearly Molly is upset that they didn't finish the process. And, um, they're in a situation where if her mom never wakes up, they don't have the things in line that they would need to have in line like normal. Like, luckily, her dad is still with them and can help tie up those loose ends. But this is a very uh, sticky situation for a lot of families, especially yeah. low-income families that feel like they don't have much to leave behind. Um, so this is, goes back to kind of what you were talking about last time, Ari. Yeah, it, it does. And again, with Molly being a lawyer, she she probably knows how this can go. You know what I'm saying? So, like, she doesn't need, like, with Sasha's family, seeing what it could happen, she probably knows what could happen. And it, it is really hard trying to impress that upon people without, like, trying to come off bossy or, or whatnot. So, um, it, yeah, it, it's very it's very important. And, and we said it last week, it's very important to try and get your affairs in order. It, just so that the people you leave behind, it's one less thing they have to do because they'll, you know, be grieving you. Like they don't want to also have to be burdened financially. So, you know, just something we should all really, really, really think about. Yeah. And all this stuff hits at the same time. So Molly is upset trying to deal with the estate planning, trying to deal with her mom. And then at the same time, she's getting a phone call from Torian back at the office. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's telling her like, oh, we got to get this work done today. But if you're not able, then, you know, we could just go with Felicia. And Molly's all like, bye, Felicia. We're not doing that. I got it. So so she's trying to like 
shoulder the burden of all the stuff that her family's dealing with and mm-hmm. still have a love life, you know, with Cliff and then still deal with the work stuff and the financial plan, like, you know, the state planning and stuff like that. So that's why you want to have this stuff in line because no one should have to carry all of that at one time. But that's the life we live. You know, life keeps going, even though, you know, things happen and makes us slow down a little bit. Um, and so uh, we cut back to Issa and Nathan having a date, kind of. They're just walking the dog, <laughs> uh, FaceTiming her mom. She ends mm-hmm. up, like, talking to her mom a little bit about, like, hey, you know, like, we need to spend more time together. Again, yep. this moment is bringing people closer to their loved ones. But this is what we're talking about. Well, we don't call these people. Because <laughs> now, <laughs> for the <laughs> for the next eight Sundays, Issa is signed up to do a book club for the, the Christian book, Turned Away at the Gate. Um, yeah, this is very much something that I could see me and my mom talking about with just, like, her being like, you never call me. And then when I call her, she's like, okay, well, for the next three weeks, you're mine. I'm like, God dang it. There it is. I have stuff to do. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and so I have to ask, uh, in this moment, um, Issa's mom is like, oh, let me talk to Nathan. Put him on the phone. And I'm mortified. I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God. This is the worst case scenario. Sasha, <laughs> you and your mom are pretty close. Has she ever just randomly wanted to talk to people that you were dating? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Thankfully, we speak a different language. So it's very helpful because I can be like, you're being weird. Like, stop. Or, you know, whatever. Like, even <laughs> talk speaker, even now, <laughs> my poor husband, we do not speak the same language, even though we're both Indian. So... I don't know what him and his parents be saying. You know, sometimes they're probably like, dude, this is annoying. Uh, <laughs> but on my first date with my husband, his mom, he just, he picked up the phone just to say hi, right? Like nothing weird. And his, as soon as he said hi, I, this is not a joke. His mom said, why are you so happy? What's going on with you? What, why are you, why, what's different? <laughs> what, you usually sound so tired after work. He just said hi. Oh my gosh. I, like, and then <laughs> when he finally inter- like told them about me, so my mom, his mom was like, oh, so you were like on a date that night, right? Or something. So it's weird. They, they be knowing. So you can't be dumb and fumbling the bag. Like, so I had to like you. be like, don't be yeah. weird. This is not something real. Like one time my mom literally went up to someone and said, Oh, I know who you are. Why? There's no reason to tell this man that I talk about <laughs> him. There's no reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. And, and, and in this moment, you know, like I thought. You know, maybe Issa and Nathan had solidified their relationship, but she looks surprised when he's when she, when her mom asks, like, "Are you my daughter's boyfriend?" And he goes, "Yes, I am." And mm-hmm. Issa's face led me to believe that. Wait a minute. Um, the way y'all was booed up earlier in the episode, I thought you know, like y'all had solidified this. We don't want to be friends. Y'all are clearly having, you know, morning coffee together regularly. But mm-hmm. she looked shocked that uh, he said, yeah, you know, that's that he's her her boyfriend. And so, uh, Mari, what was your takeaway from this moment? Nathan and Issa going to be Nathan and Issa. Like, no matter <laughs> if, like, they're still on the different pages, they might kind of be in the same book now that they've at least established that they are they want more than a friendship. But they still are so 
like not in tune with each other or maybe again just trying to tiptoe so they don't scare the other person off like both of them so uh-huh. they just still are <laughs> they're still not <laughs> understanding what each other wants and that's what that was the main theme throughout the episode is what what do you want what do you need you know and uh-huh. I, neither of them I think know what yeah. what they want. Yeah, especially from each other. They they mm-hmm. all they've established is we want to be more than friends. We know that. But do you yeah. want to be boyfriend and girlfriend? You know, that's why it startled startled her. And then I and I also it made me flash back to kind of like we were talking about the Jadena moment with <laughs> Molly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, why why are you keeping for me in front of my mama? Like, what kind of you, know, yeah. you, you know, you kind of get defensive. Like, what's happening? So he, he thought yeah. she needed to win. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I just have a, yeah. you know, maybe this question is for Chappelle, but you know, as king of taking things slow, I. How is no, yeah. boyfriend girlfriend taking things slow? Like what? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. At yeah. The, at the beginning of the episode, they're like, "Let's take it slow," and then like within 20 minutes of the episode, now they're dating. And yeah. you know, it's it's a very ghetto way of asking it's somebody to be your girlfriend, just to be very like, much. you know, like, "Hey, I'm your boyfriend now." Like, oh, okay, cool. And so they've sped up. Yeah. Let's just say that they sped up a little <laughs> and bit. And it's just gonna keep going <laughs> fast um, in the furious style. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we yeah we have not done picking up the pace on that one. Trust me on this one. We'll get to that later on. Um, but yeah, they went from sex to boyfriend in one episode, and now um, Issa is saying that her mom just needs to figure out what she's got going on and what she wants in her relationship. Uh, and that's that look that Nathan is giving uh, Issa is the same look that Mari's been giving us the whole time. Like, what do you want? You know, these people need to figure out what they want. Um, and indi- indicated that Issa and her mom have a lot more in common. common. So, yep. yeah, while they are kind of going back and forth, making faces at each other, we see that uh, our dog, Flavor Flav, is off the leash. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know what to think in this moment. I'm thinking, like, what else could go wrong? Like, y'all, Mo- Molly is going through and y'all lost her baby. You know, yeah. like, that's all I could think. And this um, is the part, this part and the subsequent you know, segments is what really pissed me off. As a dog owner, they're like, oh, yeah, Flavor Flav's gone. Let's casually look for him. Like, why are y'all not, like, running up and down the street? Why aren't you, like, asking people? They were still on their little date and the dog was gone. I'm like, if you don't find Molly's dog, like, why would you do this? <laughs> Newly boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. Mari, duh. Nah, man. That was yeah, so we- upsetting to me. Like, I, my anxiety, I was like, find the dog, find the dog, find Whoa. the dog. Like, and it took so many segments, too. It felt like, it felt I like too many segments they before they killed a dog. And that's what I was stressed about because I said, geez, that has to happen to Molly. So if it's not her mom, will it be the dog? So that's where I was on. And then I was like, oh, no. But I mean, I wrote my own insecure episode because then I said, oh, that's going to cause a wedge between Issa and Molly again. And then Issa's going to go back to the stupid Nathan all over again. You know, and then I was like, no, no, no. It's the series, you know, ending. It's not it's not going to happen. We're back. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well look Sasha has a better storyline in her head than we had in front of us this episode yeah, but right? be- before we get into the you know what actually happened and the uh, the big dog hunt we do have to take another break for our sponsors and so uh, I will kick it over to the advertisements and then we will be back with the ending of this episode stay tuned 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. All right. So, when we left off, Flavor Flav was off the leash. And Issa and Molly, I'm sorry, Issa and Nathan are seemingly trying to find the dog. But first, we have to go mm. uh, to the hospital to check in on Molly and her family. And uh, we see Molly's brother, Jerome, telling his unconscious mother that, you know, you used the perfect amount of paprika in your uh, dressing, I promise. Um, and <laughs> Molly is doing the thing that I'm sure every medical professional hates when the patient's family um, is web MDing the entire process. Um, Mari, mm-hmm. I saw that eye roll. Do you have any experience with this? Like it's, it's hard. Um, because like as, as black people like Sasha, me and Sasha pointed out in the beginning, you do have to advocate for yourself. Like that's a very much a true thing. Now, should you have web MD in your <laughs> in your hand quoting from it you know they're not going to take you seriously doing that you know what i'm saying it you're more likely going to get um more results if instead of saying oh it could be this how about this webmd thinks it might be this you better asking more questions like the more questions you ask the more likely you're going to get help the more likely you know you're going to get your family member or yourself um you know, to be, to see, be seen and heard. But, you know, when you, when you try and undermine what the staff is saying, it just, just makes them defensive nine times out of 10. And then it, you know, it doesn't help anybody. So please, please, please advocate for yourself in the healthcare system. Um, everybody should do that, but more importantly, importantly, people of color. Um, but, you know, also listen to what the nurses and doctors are saying. I think the nurse handled that perfectly. She's like, well, until we get this scan back, we will not know. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the type of information you should tell the family. And it, they should, you know, after that, understand the situation more. Right. And, and, and the nurses and doctors often have more information than we do as, you know, family or relatives of the patient, because we'll yes. even see here that the things that Molly was suggesting, like the carotid Doppler, they couldn't even do because um, the big shocker of the episode is that her mother has actually had a stroke before and they never, 
ever told the family. Like, yeah. dad and mom kept it a secret. They didn't want to freak their kids out. And this is what Sasha was talking about earlier. Like, you have to tell people um, yeah. because you never want them to be in a situation like this where, you know, um, they need to know everything to help you and they cannot. And yeah, I definitely relate to this moment um, in, in my family. My, my mom will not tell me if she's sick. Like, she just will not. Like, Damn. it's just a thing. And I will have to fight her for it. And I have shown up to hospitals, like, ready to flip the table. Like, why is she here? <laughs> what? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is her third visit in the month. Excuse me? You know, uh. and, like, from her point of view, like, yeah, she doesn't want to stress me out. I got a lot of stuff going on, whether it's school or work or whatever the case. But from my point of view, like, it would be that much more devastating if I show up and something has happened to you. And I and I could have had an opportunity to see you or to be a part of this journey with you or something like that or, have, or hold your hand. You know, yeah, and so, um, yeah, I felt so much for their family here. Um, but this is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, right, this Sasha? is a conversation my mom and I have all the time where she is like, well, but I can handle it because my mom, Molly's like behavior right here reminds me of how my mom is, where she's very much like she's called, you know, the Tulsa, like, de- you know, government to like get streetlights fixed. Like, you know, she will get things done like, the you know, all that's the person she is. And then she re- doesn't think that I need to know you know these things because i'm still the baby and you know da da da. but i finally i think have to have a heart to heart and say well when you're gone then what you know and then then i'm gonna have to pick Mm. the pieces and are you okay with you know me just kind of being blindsided like that or wouldn't you want us to like go through it together and you know whatever the end is the end you know however it needs to end it, it will end good or bad but how can you just leave me out of your life like that? And then she finally uh, yeah. understood what I meant. And thankfully, I think being an only child, I can guilt trip that piece as well to say, you know, I have no one else to <laughs> lean on. So if you don't tell me like what I'm going to do. So it's just, it's unfortunate. And I understand where parents and, you know, people, older folks that we love are coming from, but that, that generation needs to get out of that. Like, you know, that weird, yeah. I can, yeah, you know, exactly. I'm good. I'm strong. Like I'm, I'll be fine. It's like, no. Like, even if yeah. you will be fine, you still exactly. need to let us in. Like, I mm-hmm. would much rather know that you're yeah. sick, know if there's a timeline we're going through, than to just be completely blindsided. Like, that would be the absolute worst thing, you know, and, and more mm. scar, scarring, yes. I, would, I would say, at least for me, than, you know, you know, having to deal with it as it's happening. So, right, yeah, it must right, be agreed. a generational I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, stop being old. Tell your kids what you need. You know, but anyway, we get to Issa and Nathan walking up and down the street yelling, Flav or Flav, because that mm. is the name of this dog. And I know people were looking at them weird uh, while they were hunting for um, Flav. I mean, they're in um, LA. This was funny like, to me than people it was. People were really looking at them. Cr- oh, like- yeah, you're right. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people probably yeah, like, they're just this like, is oh, where's the camera? Um, where's the vlog? <laughs> Right, right. This was way funnier than I yeah, think it was supposed to be to me. Um, I was dying laughing. Um, but they're so casual. Like uh, Mari was saying, they're That's just so like sad. checking Instagram, strolling, talking, making Google eyes at each laughing. other. Ugh. Yeah, this was the worst. Like Molly is in turmoil. Like people are dying, Kim. You know, like, <laughs> and they're just, <laughs> just out here just having a good time. Um, yes. And even to, 
Even to the point where Nathan's like, maybe he'll retrace his old footsteps. Let's just sit down. What? Y'all better find his dog. I've never heard this. Yeah. They're so lucky. I mean, neither. Oh, right. I, I never dog heard that. Just come back. The whole... <laughs> yes, as a yeah. dog owner for my whole entire life, I've never heard this at all either. Mm. So, yeah, apparently, uh, oh, the, no, only man. the smartest of the dogs can do it, and Flavor Flavor uh, might just be one of them. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Nathan is recalling a story about how some bitch ass kids, he says, uh, let his dog out, and he was terrified about what his dad would do to him because his dad always told him, don't let nobody F with you, or I'm going to F you up even worse. And I flinched. Because my stepdad, that was like in his book of quotes. I was like, man, you know, I know black folk ain't a monolith, but sometimes it feels like it because they pass that one down from generation to generation. And it's just so toxic, you know, like Mm. this idea that like you have to go and be able to like out masculine somebody else in order to get the respect from your parents or your your, your siblings or whoever. And then if not, they going to treat you even worse than you was already getting treated. It's like, if you're getting bullied in one place, you don't want to go get bullied at home. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the life Nathan apparently was grew, grew up living, you know, even to the point where had uh, the dog not come back in his story, uh, he was going to blame his cousin Thomas. Um, so, <laughs> Who we saw last week. Who we met last week. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. you can tell Thomas and Nathan have a uh, a history of Nathan throwing him under the bus if necessary. Um but yeah, Nathan was going to blame Thomas and Issa says she was going to blame Nathan if they don't find the dog. I'm blaming both of them because they're not I'm, looking hard enough for my liking. I'm telling you, you think? exactly. Yeah. Not for my liking. I wonder, so I I had, I wonder if this is, since, well, you just said it, is this a part of like some of the black male experience, experience then? Because I, my parents never said that to me. My mom did. You know, oh, yeah. and this was, definitely not to my brother. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Sasha, you got uh, this too? In India, yeah. When I was being bullied, my mom mm-hmm. was like, yeah, really? if you're being bullied, you, co- you come home like, I'm going to yell at you or some version of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But it's, it's bad. It's I like, became the bully. Those- yeah. You did, yeah. <laughs> Sasha, got to, Sasha got to the United States and just no, started handling it, people. It, it, oh. yeah. like, it was bad. I got kicked out of Hebrew school for <laughs> bullying people, like, in India. Yeah. Like, what is... Sasha went to no, wow. Hebrew school. Sasha went to boot camp. Sunday school, basically. Yeah, but Sasha- it was bad. I only bully <laughs> boys. I want to make that clear. I was a feminist even back then. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah. It was yes. weird. So, no, I also felt weird because hearing that Chappelle I was like oh that's so wrong I hope I never say yeah. this to my kids right mm. it's one of those things like me I have a younger brother and like if I ever got like 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 me and my brother have like constant tension between us like we're always just like at odds <laughs> randomly it'll be like like one day we're great and we look like we're best friends we're hugging and all kinds of stuff but then the next day I'm like who you know like but <laughs> my stepdad he always was like y'all fight too much for y'all not to be out and fight everybody else like so like don't ever come home with an issue with somebody else because the way y'all fight here y'all should be fighting everybody and so mm. we just kind of like I know my brother for sure but even uh, me to an extent like if I couldn't talk my way out of a situation in like 30 seconds, oh, I was, it was time. We were going to fight. Yeah. Because if I, like, I couldn't come home and be like, you know, like such and such was picking on me or I got beat up. Like, oh wow. no, like we fighting to the death, you know? So Dang. it was just, it, it was just one of those things. And I, and I've heard it, uh, uh, you know, 
amongst my other friends as well. So like I said, I can't speak for everybody, but this was definitely something that I can relate to. And quite frankly, it's yeah. kind of sad. Um, my, but- my mom it is pr- and what I will probably be like, I was the type of kid that I did get bullied. And when I would get bullied and come home, my mom was like, tell me what their address is. We're going over there <laughs> right now. And I'm, t- oh, I'm yeah. talking to their parents or I'm, you know, so I so I was never afraid to tell her if I was having problems with people because we did. We pulled up to people's houses like like you did this and, you know, talked it out and all that stuff because she she always. Yeah, definitely had our have our back. And 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 same thing. Like if you call my mom, like I was a good student. I was a good kid. So never did the school really call my mom. But if you call my mom and it's some stupid mess, she's going to be like. Yeah. No. Like, oh, you're yeah. calling me because she. Yeah, like you're calling me because she talks too oh much in God, class. Yes. Okay, but what's her grades? Like, what's her grades? Okay, all right, get off my phone. Yeah, <laughs> my mom is going to parent teacher yeah. conference, and again, I grew up in India, where right, like it's very like you need to sit in class. You know, you have to do this and learn. And my mom would just talk to the teacher, and then they'd be like, "Miss Joseph, you know what's going on." And then my mom was like, "She talks too much. That's not a reason, like, for this to conversation." Like, what? <laughs> My mom would just be like, cool, don't care. Because my mom said she would get in trouble for that. So how can she, you know, like call me out for something she also did? It And she would explain to me, like, the system isn't set up for you to, you know, thrive. And it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you have sports and you're doing all these other things and your grades are good. So it's fine. So she would just, like, listen to the teachers and, like, laugh with me and be like, they're so dumb. Like, they don't know how to teach. <laughs> Yeah, see, and my mom was the opposite. She get a phone call from a teacher. Whatever that teacher says is the Bible. It's law. Dang. It happened. It was my fault. And honestly, she wasn't <laughs> always wrong. But in those occasions yeah. where she was, it really hurt my feelings. I'm like, but this time, I promise it wasn't me. And she's like, yeah, whatever. It's like, don't let them people call my mama at work, please. That's the end of my week. Trust, trust me on this <laughs> one. Uh, but, you know. Uh, again, we have different experiences. Um, but back to this episode, right? Um, yeah. we, we do, we do go back to the hospital and we see, um, the doctor finally enters the hospital room and, and the only person in there is Molly. And mm-hmm. the doctor reveals to Molly that there, the, the stroke was aggressive and there has been some yeah. long-term damage, it seems, and that this could end the paralysis. Uh, and so Molly ends up being the one to say, like, no, I'll stick around and tell my family. Um, you know, the doctor doesn't have to, Molly's going to handle it. You know, this is just tough to watch, you know, like nobody wants to get horrible news like that. Like, I don't even know how I would handle something like that. And here's Molly again, trying to, you know, put it all on her shoulders and carry the burden of that for her family. So that's very commendable. But, um, I do want to wrap up the, the dog hunt so we can get to the more serious aspects of the episode. Um, Nathan and Molly are still sitting on the bench to, uh, for Flavor Flav to just show up. Um, Nathan and Issa. I'm sorry, yeah, Nathan and Issa. And I just don't mm-hmm. understand why they thought this was a good idea. But you like I said, they just are they're enjoying each other's company. They're not worried about this dog. Um Issa's <laughs> Googling replacement dogs even <laughs> like, oh at this my point. Gosh. <laughs> she, she thinks this is a sitcom, you know, where they switch the yeah. animal out for the, the decoy <laughs> yeah. animal. Um Yeah, it's ridiculous, but somehow it works. Uh Flavor Flame just shows up. And yeah. this this is when the episode, you know, where they talk about moving quickly or moving slowly. And I say, it seems like they're not moving so slow. They went from, you know, uh, it seems like they're ha- hooking up. And then it's, okay, hours later, that's your boyfriend. Cool. 
But in this moment, Issa says to Nathan, like, I couldn't have done this without you. You're so patient with me. And that's why I love you. And I'm like, record scratch. Uh, yeah. Whoa. What happened to taking it slow? Um, yeah. Where did that go, Mari? What do you think is happening here? It it went nowhere because Nathan did not <laughs> reciprocate from what I remember, right? He did not say anything. Uh, I mean, I, he gave her a kiss, but that was it. <laughs> okay. So for all my Bachelor and Bachelorette fans out there, we know what that means when you tell the lead that you're falling for them and then all they do is kiss you back and they don't say the words back. Like, you know, those, they know, they know. Uh, Boy. So I think it was just a slip of the tongue, really. You know, it's just like, oh, that's how I love you. Oh. Like, yeah, like, I don't think she meant it like that. Like I truly right. felt like it was like how you would tell a friend. You know, I just I love you because yeah. you just went through this mm-hmm. weird thing. You're looking for a dog. Your relief, you know, you're like, and in that exhale, I think it yeah. came out. I I cannot like <laughs> believe that she actually. Yeah. Maybe reserve for well, Daniel. Yeah. Remember him. Bring him back, but. Oh no. my gosh. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, no, it's no, wild. No. I, I truly can't believe she said it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I saw it on the wind down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw on the wind down. They asked Issa Rae, um, you know, the writer and the, well, the creator of the show, you know, would you, would you ever, you know, put yourself in a situation where you say, I love you first? And she's like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? No. Like, like what kind of loser says it first? Yes. <laughs> That's not, what part of the game is that? <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 was like, I said it first <laughs> only one time and now that guy married me. Mm. So, you know, sometimes it happens. There you go. Uh, my husband definitely looked at me and said, that must have been really hard for you to say. He did not say it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just messing with you. I think oh, he knew. knew that you, like, you would put yourself out there and he knew. No, he, he was didn't like, say I it back until months later when we were on a plane in turbulence and he thought we were going to die. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <It's awful. laughs> to this day, if my husband ever says I love you, I have I don't say it back first anymore. I'll be like, wow, that must have been really hard <laughs> to say. So it will never, it's been five wow. years since then, but it will never <laughs> be mm. let go. <laughs> That is so hilarious. That is yeah, great. Yeah. That is the great. one thing he has over me. Yeah, it, 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 it did feel like she slipped up, but you, we didn't get a reaction from her after the kiss. Like, so we don't know if she felt awkward or not. Right. We just kind of see them there sharing that moment, and then we cut back to the hospital um, for like the final few scenes where Molly is confiding in Issa that um, the thing that's really bothering her the most about this whole situation is that in this moment where her parents need you know, need her and need the family. Um, they didn't, her mom didn't think she was strong enough to deal with the news about the health issues and what was going on. Um, and so we've kind of talked about that a little bit, um, where, you know, just tell your family, tell your, tell your close friends, your loved ones, what's going on with you. Let them help you in these moments. Um, but did y'all have any strong feelings about, you know, this idea that, you know, it's that, Molly felt like her, fa- her specifically her mom didn't think she was strong enough to deal with this Mari. Um I I feel bad that she feels like she feels like that, you know. Um but we could only hope just like I think her dad said it's just because they they didn't want to worry them, you know. And like we said we've all dealt with this issue, so 
it's it's always the you know we just didn't want to trouble you we didn't want you to get you worked up you know what i'm saying like and and that's all it really is it it, it i don't think it they're saying that it doesn't have anything to do about her strength and being able to handle it you know it's just them mm-hmm. being trying to be polite in a weird way yeah and there's seriously nothing molly could have done to prevent this anyway like right she she feels like Okay, so she was hooking up with a rando and she got the call. We, we, you know, she could have been there by her mom's side or, you yeah. know, her mom always wanted her to, to settle down and get married. She wants to be at her mm. wedding and she wants to give her grandkids. And it looks like Molly's just putting a lot of this, these expectations on herself at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but Sasha, you pointed this out earlier. Issa is right there for her in this moment, you know, and, and kind of gives her a pep talk. What did you think about yeah, this moment? Yeah, I just love that Issa said, I'll never keep you out of my loop. And that is, you know, it's just mm-hmm. that's exactly what I think she needed to hear, where I think when we grow up, uh, I think, again, on the wind down, uh, she's... Uh, Yvonne Orji said this, that, you know, it's not all, you know, after 35, it's not all trips to Cancun, like it's real stuff. And to me, this is exactly it, where it's time that your friends become your family, right? You've been together for so long Mm -hmm. that at some point they're your family. And it's not just like your parents you know, that are like the closest to you. And I personally feel that Molly could handle it. And I think that's why her mom didn't say it because Molly deserves to live her life and not, you know, have Mm. it and not have her mom be or her family or like our parents, whatever, be her whole world. And I think I can see at least the next two episodes, this being Molly's story, right? Like that's all she's going to be doing. So To me, that's probably why their parents or her mom didn't share with her uh, what's going on, which is it's so hard. I feel for Molly, but I also understand her parents. Right. And, and, you know, I I love seeing this from Issa. You know, she's reminding her that Molly, like, despite those things that you just pointed out that you look at as like shortcomings, you're doing a great job in your life. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. a great job. A supremely intelligent dog, some would say. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, one of the, the big moments is, uh, Issa says, you know, this stuff is going to happen and, and when it, ha- uh, when it wants to, and it's all out of our control anyway, you know, and yeah. so that's really something to think about. You know, we can, yeah. we can do our best to prepare for the worst, but, you know, nobody knows the time or, you know, the place when it's going to happen. So. And this is oh. immediately when I was like, is Molly a six? Am I Molly? <laughs> is Molly me? Yeah. Yes. It, look, yeah. insecure will do that to you. Have you questioned yeah. your whole being? Like, they, exactly. they know me. I Were know. They with me when I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I thought it was, it was interesting how Molly, the first thing she flashes to is like all the expectations she had for herself. And what mm-hmm. her mom had and the whole grandkids and things like that. Because I, re- I really hope that doesn't stick with her. Because I think for me, this season, she had just finally been letting go of those expectations and stuff like that. And those mm-hmm. standards. And, and th- I mean, we saw that those were those expectations and that timeline is what was shackling her the first few seasons. Where she was just coming off very desperate and thirsty and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, falling into 
anywho relationship. And I thought she was finally on the right path, just focusing on herself and, you know, playing it by ear and, you know, going through like Arc was last week, last week. Now we got Cliff this week, you know, mm-hmm. didn't bat an eyelash. I was, I was feeling that I, I was loving this Lucy Goosey Molly. So I really hope that this doesn't regress her back to tr- being more uptight and trying to control everything around her because i think she was doing really well with trying to go with the flow yeah and throughout the series i think we've seen uh molly's trajectory being about molly's expectations like we've seen her exes say like oh she has uh her standards are too high or you know she's high maintenance she's got a lot of like response from that and people have been very critical of her but if you look at this episode it shows that those expectations are not things that she just put on herself She's doing that mm, as a way to mm-hmm. impress her mom or as a way to yep. give her what she thinks her parents want. And so I feel like in life, we do that too. We think like yeah. these these goals that we have are our own. And a lot of times we're just doing what the people around us, the communities we're in, society even, it has led us to believe is what's normal. And in this moment, Issa's reminding her that like, you might not have the things that you think your mom wants you to have, but you have so much more for your mom to be proud uh-huh. of. And you should just take all of that and celebrate that in the moment. Because even if her mom never wakes up, her mom is proud that Molly is at the top of this law firm, that she uh-huh. is making decent money and able to take care of herself and that she's the strong one in the family. And Molly's so caught up on, oh, but I wasn't able to give her these other things that I think she would want. But, you know, ultimately you have to do what makes yourself happy. And so I think if nothing else, I really did take that from this episode. And a woman's worth point. doesn't equal, you know, her like body just being a vessel to bring life into the world, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. uh, so, right. Because to me and to Issa even, right? Her outfits, her apartment, her dog, like it's what Issa. No, I don't know if that's necessarily what Issa's striving toward, but I think Issa sees that as success. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and it's, yeah, again, I don't think that's necessarily what Issa is like running for, but it's, it's cool. It's amazing to see her outfits are expensive and nice looking, right? Issa's literally gonna steal that outfit now. So it's just, I, yeah. mean, I hope, you know, like folks like Molly understand that it's, you don't have to constantly be on this like hamster wheel, right? Of life where it's like, oh, what's the next ring? What's the next, you know, succession we're going to do? Right. Uh, it, so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with Molly. Like, is Molly, my insecure fan fiction again, going to be with her, that guy, her boss? Like, is that? Oh, yeah, no, I forget. His, yeah. To Ooh. me, that's like, I was like, mm-hmm. this is the only one good enough for her. Because uh, I feel like their interactions <laughs> are fascinating where this is like the only guy where I feel that keeps Molly on her toes a little. And she's not so, I don't know, type A with him uh, in the same way, at least. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's, because maybe he's so type A that <laughs> she needs to like, you know, mold around <laughs> him a little. And he has more positional power than she does. But still, it's, it's interesting. It's my fan fiction. If nothing happens out of that, that's also fine. Yeah, and we have a few more episodes to see what happens with that. I am, I am hoping Molly does find something in, uh, as far as relationship wise in this series before it ends. But I do love that at the end of this episode, at least we see that these two friends are operating in what seems like a healthy friendship. And mm-hmm. I think insecure at its best is when Molly and yes. Issa are good. You know, like yeah. I don't think the drama is not what makes the show. I really think it's those moments where they're bantering or when they're texting each other, finishing each other's sentences, singing mm-hmm. songs together riding the uber like i think that's the show and so 
I was happy for this moment. And so we see Molly end up just laying her head on her mom's lap as Issa leaves to go get her the coffee. Uh, and of course, we cannot end the episode without a little drama. So let's get into this. Uh, she hits the corner and she sees everybody's favorite condolences um, <laughs> hanging out in the hallway with her beautiful baby, Eli. And Lawrence is there. Um, Martin, were you shocked to see Martin Lawrence here? <laughs> they, the, the way hallway? they laid this shot out was just perfect because it was like, first it's like Issa being awkward down the hall. Then it's just like a, a baby bastion that's like, Eli. And you see somebody picking up the baby and you're like, oh no. And then you see Condola's <laughs> face. You see Condola and the baby and you see Issa looking at Condola and the baby. You're like, oh no. And then, and then finally Lawrence un furls his big butt from somewhere behind the stroller and stands <laughs> up and you're like oh my god all three of them are there <laughs> and then you just you just see Issa just staring like oh my gosh and then you see Lawrence sees Issa and they're both <laughs> I mean so much in like what 10-15 seconds no words mm. like just I mean Issa's face like I like, I see you, like, just the emotion. I can't even say the emotion in her face. Like, she's just like, up. Like, I guess, like, you know, she's just like, I, I, like, to me, that's what I Yeah, think. like, yeah. It's like, she's like, I see you. Like, I see you. And then he just looks stuck. Like, he just, like, looked at her. He throws that side eye at Condola, like, Ugh. Like, I think he, I think he looked at her at the exact moment of exhaling. It was just like, and then Issa kind of walks away, but then you talk, see she kind of wants to go back, and then Lawrence kind of linger. It was just like, why do y'all do this to me? Why? Yes, they, they had to. The, first of all, this shot, this was like, what, like you said, 15 seconds, but it was like the slowest moving train wreck <laughs> of all time. Like, <laughs> you couldn't take your eyes away from it. You're, you're darting over your eyes to Issa, looking at Lawrence, and you're glancing at Condola, see if she sees the, the two of them looking at each other, like, trying to figure out what's about to happen. And I yes. think Carrie Washington, Olivia Pope, yes. directed, directed this episode. This, yep. and so she did such a great job because this moment is like, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. so powerful. It's like, I felt like it was like, two people who were standing so close together, but their lives were so far apart. You know, like they could looking at each other like, wow, like this could have been different. Like this doesn't even have to have happened. And even with Condola and the baby, they still could have been a couple. Remember they talked about this. Um, Sasha, you famously, all right, Issa and Lawrence Shipper, were you happy to see mm-hmm. them reunite in this episode, in this moment? Like, what did you think was going so, yeah, on? Yeah, I first want to say I appreciate Carrie Washington, the writing, all of that. That they didn't leave us hanging because you mm-hmm. know, in these stupid shows that I watch, they they, they there's no mm-hmm. eye contact, right? Only one side sees the other, and then it yes. goes into mm-hmm. like soliloquy, whatever, right? The, like. They kind of unravel whoever the person watching the other people. But Uh one, I want to say, I appreciate that they both saw each other and it was a moment. Like it wasn't a one-sided thing that we usually end up seeing. So I I just appreciated that. And then I feel like Lawrence thought he saw a ghost and he looks very unhappy. Like (laughs) I don't think that... He is like he's like wow look at my happy life you know I think that he looks he yeah. looked very unhappy even holding his own child or I think giving it to Candela I don't even know because I was so shocked by mm. it all but he doesn't look happy but I hope 
Yeah, that's like how I feel about it. I don't know. It's a very hard because I one part of me hoped that he did walk, you know, to her and say something, but he should be a good dad. That's what we have been dragging him for for these past few episodes. So he did the right thing and picked, you know, as he calls uh, him, Ja, I think, instead of Eli. Ja, yeah, <laughs> as someone yeah. whose middle name yeah. is Elijah, it's very weird uh, hearing that. But <laughs> it's, I don't know. Oh, it was so hard. And I just, I feel for them. Yeah. But also, no one talked about this, I feel. Issa's outfit looked amazing. Thank God she changed. Because that's the outfit. Thank God she yes. stole Molly's clothes. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if she was in a hoodie. You know, seeing her ex. Or yeah. with it. Because yeah. it could have been a good talking piece. Yeah. Oh, tell me more about your work. What's going on? So it is a conversation piece. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. thank God she looked the way she did. I just, I appreciated that too. A, a baddie. Yeah. He, he baddie. stopped though. Man. And it, he did. <laughs> And then I was just kind of like, wait, who, what, did they say that the appointment was for the yeah. baby or for Condola? Cause I'm like, I don't think they said who the appointment was for. They just said okay. they were here to see the doctor. And I don't know yeah. if like, we just assume it's for the baby. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm like, you, know. you didn't have to go, like, uh, normally you don't have to go back to the hospital for like a doctor. Normally it's like your, you know, your office oh. or, gyno or something like that or, or, or pediatrician. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a very interesting. It was a chance encounter at the hospital, but you but know, Kaiser has, I but, think, a bunch of stuff, yeah. right? Like it's all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I so it's Kaiser. all, I think, in the same, technically could be <laughs> in the same building, just different floors. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Gotcha. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh. This was, this was a, an awkward moment as many of the shows uh, moments are. But uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I was thinking, is Lawrence happy? I mean, even if he's not happy, he's very much single. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Issa at this point is reconsidering like, okay. I mean, yeah, I said I wasn't in a good place to do that a year ago. But maybe, or, you know, maybe now I'm in a better place. You know, the baby's here. He looks like he's doing the co-parenting thing. I don't know if they're together or not. We like from Issa's point of view. So Maybe she's starting to think about what could be still or, you know, what could have been. It's just those longing glances that they were taking at each other or or that stare, I guess, is what really we should call it. Mm -hmm. It was so good because it made us draw the conclusions about what they were thinking, right? Like, neither one of them looked like completely one way, you know, like Lawrence Mm -hmm. looked confused. He looked he looked sad. He also looked like happy to see Issa in a way, shocked. As, as well and she was mm-hmm. giving the same type of glances and so you know there's only a few more episodes left in this season i do you think this bodes well for the Issa and lawrence relationship mari well i think um i think you know out of sight out of mind is very easy so now that they're back inside you know i, I do think we also got a, a clip I, guys i when i tell you that the preview for the season i've watched that i watched that so many times before the season started i was so excited <laughs> i think we do see her like looking him up online and figuring out if he moved back and stuff so i i definitely think um with the nathan it, i also think it's funny that she just said the whole I love you thing with Nathan and here he go hey big head like <laughs> popping up like it's just like a freaking radar like even though you know that wasn't the exact situation but um yeah I think this I think this has them both they're in each other's orbit again it's been over a year and now they're mm. in each other's orbit and 
you know, once that happens, like once you kind of just see somebody, like, you know, that's just going to open the can of worms. You know, that's going to mm-hmm. open the can of worms. Like there's going to be at the bare minimum social media stocking. From but that's both like sides. the most normal thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so normal now. You see somebody and you're like, I got to see what's been going on. Exactly. You know, like, I got to see. Are they happy? Are they, are they, do they have a new job? Like you just got to know. Sometimes you mm-hmm. just have to know. Yeah. Um, this in your orbit thing is so triggering that I'm not even gonna touch it. So yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> listen. Listen. We'll move just, on. Yeah. Woo, it was a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Thank you, Sasha. Um, but yeah, in that moment, we did get the hesitation from Issa. Like she looked back and she came, but she didn't look back. But she she mm-hmm. turned back around. And so the question is, does she go after Lawrence? Like, does she go and have the conversation? And although it doesn't look like it at the end of the episode, in the preview for the next episode. Mm-hmm. You do see Issa talking to Lawrence and Condola in that hallway. So I don't know if this is dream uh, a sequence. dream sequence, yeah. right? Because, you know, Issa's good for that. They love or a good dream she sequence. actually goes and has a conversation. I just don't see that happening, y'all. Mm-hmm. I just don't see mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, but that's how the episode is. It just leaves us like that with our, like, like waiting to exhale in a way. Um, so is there anything that I missed, Sasha? Anything else that you want to talk about from this episode, from the no, season? No, no, I think this is good. Um, it's just, uh, I, I like feel like we all needed to breathe out because I don't know. I feel like I forgot how to breathe when I, <laughs> when she turns the corner and goes up against the wall. So I don't, oh, I really hope they get together. And I know that's sick and toxic of me. Like, I get it. Don't come for me. I know. But I, yeah, yeah, that's what I think wish that I leave this podcast with is that, you know, I just, I hope that it's that romantic, um, you know, we hope that consent is implied. But anyway, that romantic moment where there's no words that they just kiss and it's all good. But that's sick. And that's not what insecure Aww. is. So, you know, here we right. are. <laughs> Yes, and Mari, mm-hmm. anything else? Anything you want to talk about from this episode that we missed? No, I think I think we did a really good job of covering this episode, and I I I think the scenes from the next episode, I I'm really like all into it again because I think we finally we got like snippets of almost like everybody's story. So I think these first five episodes kind of laid the groundwork for where each character is at the Uh moment and and gave them their own time to breathe and next episode seems that we're going to get way more of the the ensemble cast so i am very excited to see like if if episode five was the change in the season i i can't wait to see where the the season goes from here me too i um i i like these episodes that are very character centric but make no mistake the ensemble cast is what does it for me. I bring right. me back my Kelly, you know, yes. let's, let's see some, some cats, um, uh, yeah. maybe even, uh, you know, like just bring us all the funny people, like the mm-hmm. different storylines, Tiffany, Derek, let's catch up with everybody. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, with that, that wraps up the episode before we end the podcast. Of course, we have to talk about Chappelle's music corner, um, mm-hmm. and just highlight some of the songs that were in this episode, because again, this soundtrack is iconic. If you don't have it, if you haven't checked it out, download it on Spotify. Uh, or I think even on Apple music, I think about the end of the season, they'll have all the songs up from this season. Um, but you know, some of the songs that were highlighted were you around by Spencer interstellar by Monte Booker, uh, raw by, uh, by Looney Gucci by Bree runway and Malibu Mitch PBJ by Tay money vanishing a color show by anais uh why high by mark ronson featuring diana gordon and uh woo child featuring dt the artist die burger um yeah and so um 
the song that popped up to me the most is uh, Gucci, right? When they're changing clothes, Molly's uh, switching into the Issa's, uh, her amazing um, like sweatshirt that she was wearing. And then Issa is mm-hmm. t- uh, t- putting on uh, Molly's freakum dress uh, to leave the hospital. And that song, Gucci, is by Brie Runway. Um, she is, mm-hmm. uh, I believe she's 28 years old, or she just had a birthday. So um, November 18th, uh, Brie Runway turned 29. But she's an English singer and a rapper signed to EMI Records. Um, she released her first commercial EP, uh, B Runway in August 2019. So I'm happy to see her here. There have been rumors that she was dating Doja oh. for a while, but it turns out that it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Uh, mm. um, they're just friends. Um, but due to her success, she won the award for best new international act at the 2021 BET Awards. And so, um, awesome. I believe her, yeah, her most recent single, uh, up to, to date, I think was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, which was released in May. And so, uh, check out Brie Runway and all these other artists, um, by downloading the Insecure, uh, soundtrack on Spotify, Apple, or just check out their, their music on your own. Uh, and with that, that does end the music corner. Sasha, my partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you came on here to join us. Sasha, tell us everything. Tell us where you've been, where, where they can find you. Tell us oh how great God. you are, Thank Sasha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm bummed I can talk with Latanya as well. But, you know, we'll catch up some other time. But seriously, this has been such mm-hmm. a great podcast. I love it. You know, Tuesday mornings, it's what I listen to. So thank you for, you know, doing this and bringing this to our ears. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at FunSize underscore 04, uh, where I'll post I don't know, whatever I'm up to or whatever podcast I'm on. And um, I cover Never Have I Ever with Chappelle over on Silent Podcast. So make sure if you have Apple or Spotify, you listen to us there as well. So you can just, you know, keep this conversation going because I feel like this was the same conversation we've always had together. But yeah, that's all. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much, (laughs) y'all. Thank you. Thank you. And Mari, as usual, where where yeah. where can the people find you? You can find me every week on the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast with uh, my co-host Matt Scott. Uh, we actually just went to uh, Survivor Series last night in Brooklyn, New York. We had a great time. We got to meet uh, some of the New York uh, base RHAP recappers, so that was amazing. And then. Um, Tomorrow we will be recording our our Survivor Series reaction podcast. So uh, just go to Wrestling Rehab Up uh, podcast, like search that on your feed, and and you'll see when that pops up. Or you can go to the RHAP Reality TV um, feed. We're in there as well. So that's going to be fun. We had a great time. It's going to be so fun. Like talking about our experience going to a live pay-per-view um and you don't even have to watch wrestling you can be a casual a casual watcher you could not watch it all or you could be a hardcore fan we try to make sure that you know everybody is included and understand and we make it really helpful for you to watch uh wrestling alongside of us um other than that you know i'll, I'll i'm here Chappelle, Latanya <laughs> yes. doing insecure. You know, um, this is the you know job number two podcast wise. If anything else pops up, <laughs> yes. I'll of course let you guys know. And you'll you'll you can follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two, and that's where I'll post all of my um, I'll, I'll post all of uh what I'm doing there. Thank you, Mari. And yeah, for mm-hmm. the people who do not watch wrestling, I had stopped watching wrestling years ago, but Mari and Matt 
uh, they invited me on the Wrestling Wrap Up podcast, or where mm-hmm. I can, and I watched a week's worth of wrestling. And Mari will tell you, I text her all the time about things <laughs> that I see in wrestling that she probably already knows. I'm like, did you see Bianca this week? Um, so I was very happy to see them at SummerSlam, and I, I saw the Instagram videos, and I yes. saw my my future baby mama Bianca Belair as well. <laughs> um, you know, so check out that podcast for sure. It's a great time. Um, and of course, with me, I'm everywhere these days. Last week was very, very busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from this Insecure podcast and the Never Have I Ever podcast that I do with Sasha every week, um, I'm still talking about The Walking Dead on Post Show Recaps uh, with AJ Mash, Josh Wiggler, and uh, Jessica Lee. So that's always a good time. Uh, the Nothing But Netflix podcast on Rob Has a Podcast is uh, still going strong. Um, we recently finished Red Notice. And then just a few moments ago, we just dropped our podcast for this week, uh, Tiger King Season 2. Yeah. So if you were a fan of Tiger King Season 1, like I know Sasha was, uh, please mm-hmm. check out the podcast uh, to t- uh, hear us talk about Season 2. If you didn't watch it, maybe you had your feel of of tiger king for your lifetime i don't blame you but you can still check out the podcast because me and rob get to talk to bryce isaiah the purple pants uh badass and get his insight on everything joe exotic so check out nothing but netflix uh wherever you get your podcast uh last week i also got to talk to puya uh about 90 day fiance the other way and uh we talked about um you know all the craziness on the hot mess express so check that out if you haven't already uh, and then, oh yeah, also on Netflix, I talked about two movies with Grace Leader and Ariel from, uh, Post Show Recaps Theory. Uh, that was The Heart of They Fall and Passing. Uh, both those movies were so powerful with these strong black cast. And if you haven't checked out the movies, please go do that. But if you want to hear me talk about the, po- uh, both those movies on the podcast, please check that out on Post Show Recaps Theater. Um, and then I also, you know, guest it on, uh, the pretty, pretty, pretty good Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, uh, as well with Alexander Chester and Ofsoninsky. So if you're a, a Curb fan, check that out. Um, it's a very entertaining episode, a uh, very polarizing episode as well, but I'm there. So mm-hmm. it's a good time. Um, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow me and keep up with everything I'm doing, it's at Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. Uh, and so with that, for Sasha and Mari and Latanya, uh, we will have to talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.